Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected portfolio manager and senior vice president at Canaccord Genuity, who has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, on this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire, is it just me or is this year flying by faster than you can say retirement? It's hard to believe, but we're already halfway through 2021. In market terms, this marks the start of the third quarter. And so far, we've already seen a lot happen in the markets this year. You're completely right, John. And so far in 2021, the stock market has done incredibly well. I mean, we saw the rollout of vaccines across the globe much quicker than what was expected, but I would say still a long way to go until everybody is vaccinated. But again, this led to a stronger economic recovery. We've seen improving GDP growth, lower unemployment, and an expansion in manufacturing and services. And what we saw during the first half of the year, investors really shifted their focus to value sectors like industrials, financials, materials, and energy, which really led the market in the first half. And again, this really made sense because we still have a lot of government stimulus. We talked about the vaccines. We have a lot of pent-up demand for goods and services. And a lot of that pent-up demand also drove commodity prices to record highs, such as lumber, copper, and even oil we saw. And corporate profits have also rebounded. And they've, you know, as we saw, they grew over 50% in the first quarter of the year. So There's a lot of positive tailwinds still. So I guess I often get the question, where do the markets go from here? And so that's what I'd like us to touch on. There's no crystal ball, but given the strength in the economy right now and the improvements that we're seeing, this will likely continue, not just for months, but for possibly years to come. Although there's always going to be risk in the market. So that's why, again, active management is so important, especially when you're retired and you don't have a chance to make it up again. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today on Ready, Set, Retire as we do a deep dive into what to expect in the markets in the second half of this year. From what you say, it sounds pretty positive. So what should investors expect from their portfolios? You know, this is a good question. Although the indices, so when you look at the TSX, S&P, or the Dow Jones, those are kind of the main three that investors look at, they've had really big returns so far, and it's only halfway through the year. So when you're looking at your own performance, you need to evaluate your risk tolerance and how your portfolio has been invested throughout 2021. For example, most retirees don't have 100% invested in the stock market, so you can't compare to an index that is 100% in equities. Secondly, you'll likely have exposure to the U.S. dollar. So there is an impact to your U.S. holdings when you're a Canadian investor. So I will say that 2021 has been one of the strongest years so far. Again, very happy with returns as of now. And like I said, I feel that we're even going to get stronger as the year progresses and the economy really fully reopens 
and also international travel. I think that there still is a lot of pent-up demand. I don't think everybody feels 100% safe out there. A lot of people still need their second dose in North America even. And so we'll be looking at that as things unfold. So when you're looking at your portfolio compared to the markets and so on, you want to be able to compare apples to apples. I would say most retirees, at least uh, the retirement money that we're managing, most people will have 60 to 75% exposure to the market. So the rest could be in fixed income or a form of fixed income or bonds, I should say. And you want to make sure your portfolio isn't as volatile as the stock market over the longer term, especially if you're drawing cash flow out. And so you also want to understand that returns have been great for the first half of the year for most investors. And again, we're likely going to see that continue for some time to come. So when we're looking at what's performed this year, I would say most portfolios, funds, exchange traded funds have all done well. And it's always easy to be making money when markets are moving higher. What again separates a good portfolio manager or fund manager from the rest is how you're protected when markets do enter a correction phase. Because again, things can't all be rosy every single day, John. It's not, you know, rainbows and butterflies in the stock market every <laughs> month. Uh, it's not? No, it's not. I hate oh, to burst, burst your bubble, but it, it, it really isn't that way. So we need to ensure that there is some sort of level of understanding that even though it's been a good six months, just remember, we did have a correction in February. We had a correction maybe six weeks ago, a minor one. When we go through those, and I continue to say those are healthy for your portfolio, it's healthy for the markets, we, we want to see those minor corrections happen. And so we'll see, I'm sure, a few more before the year is out. But in my belief, I think markets are going to trend higher into next year. Let's talk a bit about asset allocation. You mentioned it briefly. Where should retirees be uh, at this point in terms of equities versus bonds? What are your thoughts about that? As I would say, most retirees or somewhere in that 65 to 75% range in equities. This is kind of the higher end of the range. We have some clients that you know don't like to own bonds and they may be even higher, where you have some people that really don't like volatility and they may even, in fact, uh, have more exposure to bonds. At this time, my belief is, is when you're in an inflationary period that you need to have more exposure to equities versus fixed income. And as the story unfolds, as we get out of this pandemic, it's so important to actively be looking at the economic forefront and, and what's out there. And what we're doing is making changes to our clients' portfolios, making sure that we're being proactive. As we know, interest rates will go up at some point in the future. We are already seeing inflation and therefore having an allocation to financials and materials and industrials coming out of a recession is the way to go. And so that's where we've been positioned and that's why the portfolios are doing so well. What about the bond outlook from here? The worry is, is that when you have higher inflation, you could have higher interest rates or you will have higher interest rates at some point. I mean, in the US, they've said not until 2023. I don't know that they can put a a timeline on it like that. I think they have to look at what's going on in the economy. And frankly, if, if inflation starts to run rampant, then they do have to increase rates rather sooner than later. And remember, when interest rates are increasing, the price of bonds can come down, especially long-term bonds. So what we do is we're actively looking at the bond market and saying, okay, do the bond managers that we use, because we use a lot of first-class bond managers instead of investing in individual bonds ourselves like we used to, uh, they have just more power in, in order to buy 
and invest in worldwide fixed income, where as a portfolio manager here in Canada, you don't have access to those kinds of investments in the bond market. And so, you know, we've seen them trade and manage their bond portfolios during all different times when rates were going up, when rates were going down. And frankly, they've all done a, a very good job. What you have to be prepared for, though, is the possibility of just having much lower returns in the bond market. So again, this is where I'm saying, historically, when we had clients maybe 60% in equities, we're now saying you might want to be closer to 70%. At this time, just because, again, the crossroads are here in the economy, and you want to be on the right side of the road. So just because you used to be a lot in bonds or you used to have low equity exposure, it makes sense to be reviewing that with your financial advisor. And again, we do this for our clients because we're discretionary managers, we can make these moves in their portfolios without having to call 50 or 100 people to make that move. We're able to keep on top of it and make changes when necessary, John. Well, it is uh, great to hear that things are going to look as good in the second half as they have so far in the first half of the year. The global recovery is underway, as you point out. Global GDP expected to rise to close to 6% this year. So What sectors do you expect to lead the market in the second half? Even though we saw cyclical sectors lead the first half, so like financials, industrials, materials, we're seeing that some of these areas are taking a breather over the last month. That's normal. It's a a time for consolidation. But coming out of this will likely lead the markets again. So as the economy improves, commodities and interest rates should head higher, supporting these sectors. And those sectors are also highly correlated with economic growth, which should continue given what we're seeing out there right now. So overweighting some of those areas, I believe, is going to be positive for portfolios. So when you think of some of those large cap growth leaders out there like Amazon, Google, Nike, Lululemon, to name a few, it's still important to have a diversified portfolio. So even though we're favoring financials, industrials and materials, still having a weighting to consumer discretionary technology or some of those growth names that I just mentioned, it's important to have exposure to both areas, we believe, as we come out of this recession and this pandemic. So what is the importance of having an active management approach to your investments in retirement, given all that you've just said about this year? The important part of having an active manager is that just because things are great doesn't mean they're always great. And I've learned that over my 20 years, that when things are moving along and everyone loves the stock market, all of a sudden something comes, can come from left field and really knock you off your feet. And so as an active portfolio manager, I've always believed sometimes you have to get out of the way. Sometimes you have to raise cash. And at this time, our thesis on markets is that they're going to move higher. We're excited about the outlook going forward, but we're prepared for things that can happen. And so that's why, again, we use stop losses on our positions And also for sector rotation. So as we were saying, you know, some of those sectors that we like right now, well, that could change. And that changed a lot last year. If you look at what was good in February 2020 versus March 2020 when lockdown started. And then in November when the vaccine was announced, the markets again were moving higher, but some sectors were really moving lower quickly. So you really had to make changes at that time. And then with the vaccine rollout and now improved economic conditions, things have changed again. So again, understanding why that's happening and ensuring that we're changing our clients' portfolios to be ahead of the game is really, really important in this type of market. It's not that everything is moving higher all at once, all the time. And we've had certain corrections in various sectors 
that we've either gotten out of or also taken advantage of. Remember, corrections create opportunities too, John. So it's uh, corrections aren't all bad. And again, having an active manager can help manage your portfolio's risk. And also in case there is a serious market correction or a crash, we're avoiding those steep, steep losses, which you cannot afford in retirement. No, that's for sure. And you talked about the stop losses and getting out of the market if a certain sector or a certain stock goes against you. But it also, active management also allows you to be able to get back into the market when prices might be much lower and you have a good sense of of what's happening, that things are, are starting to settle out. And so you can jump back in at a lower price. And that's to the client's advantage as well. For sure. When I take a look at last year that we started buying again in the beginning of April, there was no green light that we should be buying at that time. I think most people would say, you know, what the heck are you doing? The world is coming to an end here. But the reason that we started was because stimulus was announced by the government and by the Fed. And so with that being said, then we decided, you know, as long as we have their backing, it's probably time to start uh, inching back in. So we missed the worst days on the market for the most part. I mean, we didn't sell everything. You know, we kept the McDonald's and the Coca-Cola's and Costco's and Walmart's. But we're able to manage that volatility so well. So that's where, again, you know, where people go, oh, well, markets are very high, you know, uh, should I be worried? I go, well, in a bull market, markets always are high and go higher, right? And as long as you have a plan or a strategy for what markets do reverse at some point, whether that's in six months, a year, two years, or five years from now, I know after trading through the financial crisis of 08, 09, after the pandemic, we can handle anything. You just have to, again, protect clients' portfolios as much as you can during those situations, and then put that money back to work when things either look a little bit better or you have other insight as to why you should be putting money back to work for them. Well, you and I have been talking uh, about working through worldwide economic problems, going back to the Greek financial crisis, and then it was the euro that was in trouble, and then I, I can't count the number of the number of crises and problems that you've managed through. So we're just about, hopefully, done with this pandemic. So what has um, investing through the pandemic taught you? I think investing through the pandemic taught me that most crashes kind of feel the same. And you really need to navigate portfolios through a situation like that. And it's not that you're going to know when to raise cash and, and so on, but you have to take your strategy and make sure that it's disciplined. So even though you and I didn't know the outcome of COVID or what a lockdown meant, it really was important that we adhered to our stops and also not get too involved with panic. There was a certain time there where it created total chaos in the markets there. I think it was like March 15th to March 23rd. And, you know, that was an, a period where we mostly didn't sell. And we wanted to kind of put the brakes on and say, you know, let's hold on here. This is getting too much. So I think, again, trading through the pandemic, that was a different situation that was a health crisis as well as a stock market crisis. And it was so important to make changes for people so that one, they felt comfortable. They had lower volatility than the stock market. I mean, we had one third of the volatility of the stock market. So clients naturally felt better. I don't think anybody felt good going through March 2020. But they knew we were going to do something about it. And that if things got worse, we were going to make even further changes to the portfolio. So 
That's what trading through any of these crashes or serious corrections have taught me along the last 20 years. And I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, but I started doing the tech bubble bursting and 9-11 and the financial crisis and the great credit crisis and the energy crash and the trade war crash <laughs> and now the pandemic. So I've got a lot of crashes <laughs> under my belt, uh, you know, over those 20 years. And I would say the next 20 years will still go through a lot of unique situations that you have to have someone who's experienced, who's logical, that can make good decisions during bad times. And that's what you want your financial team to do. Yes, yeah, somebody who has uh, been through a, a crisis or uh, eight or 10 and who can uh, kind of see what's going on and has a better feel for what the outcome is going to be. But that's what you do. That's uh, your job. But how can investors prepare for a market correction in the future? Do they simply leave it up to their advisor or what should they do? I think one, make sure that you're dealing with a financial advisor or a team that you have confidence in after speaking to people who just call us, whether it be from the podcast or from the radio, is that there are people that sold out last March and never got back in. It's still, John, to this day. And so speaking to some of those, the reason was is because they didn't have confidence in their team. The team wasn't making any changes to the portfolio. So the client took the reins and decided on March 23rd, the low of the market, they're going to sell everything. Eek. Yes, eek is right. And so so that has cost people a lot of money over the past 18 months. And so when they come to us, the difference is, is people saw what we were doing. They could log onto their accounts online, see that we're raising cash during the early part of that correction. So they didn't feel the need to have to call us to sell everything because we already were sitting at a big percentage of cash. And the stocks that we continued to hold were companies that, of course, they recognized, but to me, it was companies that were going to do okay during the pandemic. Again, those are some of the ones I mentioned before, the Walmarts and the Costcos, the Apples, the Amazons. They made sense, so people felt good about that. And investors also, I think you have to be weary about investing just in exchange-traded funds or index funds. And index funds are fantastic because they have low fees, and they move higher when the stock market moves higher. But when the market crashes guess what happens to your exchange-traded funds? They need to be managed just like any stock in your portfolio. So just keep that in mind because, you know, some ETFs, whether it be the energy ETF last March or even the financial ETF, I mean, they were down probably 40 plus percent. So you, you need to have someone steering the ship. So even when markets have moved higher right now, people are feeling good. They're trading online, John. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone thinks they're smart and they're a market <laughs> guru. Um, I, will, I will continue to say this. You know, if you're feeling really smart and you're getting every stock right, it might be because uh, the market's doing that for you. <laughs> and uh, and you just have to be careful of when the market changes course and just what is your strategy. Because for people who are trying to manage their money on their own, they often can buy. They just don't know when to sell. And it gets it can get very confusing, very stressful. And that's how investors need to prepare for the next major correction in the future is by having a team that they can rely on, that they can lean on, that they value their advice, and that uh, someone who's proactively managing their portfolio. So they're not taking the reins and making those bad decisions during the worst times. And I guess just to bring this to an end, that uh, after this past year and a half, that just about anything truly is possible. Anything is truly possible. And I have seen this before, but I often say the market can react very quickly and swiftly 
and will either go to new lows that you never thought possible during a period of time, or it can move to new highs and people aren't expecting it. And often in a bull market, we see markets move higher than we ever thought that they would. And so again, there's a lot of investors always looking backwards. It was what happened. But again, we want to look forwards at, at where we're seeing the economy going in the stock market, yet always have a plan B for if markets uh, don't behave the way that you want or something comes out of left field that you and I don't know about. And again, just being able to react and actively manage the portfolios, actively manage that risk, because in retirement, you're relying on that portfolio to provide you income and uh, provide you safety, right, in life. And so you've worked your entire life so hard to earn that nest egg. And as I said before, you don't have a chance to make it up again. So when markets are moving higher, great, you know, be happy you are participating and, and earning a good return, but always make sure that either you or your financial team has a strategy and the manpower to deal when, with markets when they're falling because it's it, it takes people to make decisions to be watching markets as actively as we are anyway. Otherwise, you may be in more of a buy and hold strategy and that to me is a cause for concern. Again, great when markets are moving higher, not so good when markets are moving lower. We always like to wrap up Ready, Set, Retire with a quote, kind of uh, goes along with what we've been talking about. What do you have for us this week? Yeah, by Benjamin Franklin, we've got one today. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Good old Ben Franklin. He knew what he was talking about because <laughs> he invented everything, I think. from Did he invent lightning? I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, again, we're... We're optimistic on markets this year, John, but again, there will be corrections here or there and we'll manage them accordingly. Our clients know that we do. Our passion is markets and retirement, and we look forward to the economy reopening. And even though this Ready, Set, Retire edition is mostly about markets and what's happened and what's happening, I think it's really important that even if you're not following markets, that you are kept up to date on uh, what's unfolding out there. Because sometimes if you're just watching the news, it seems pretty dark still and bleak out there. But when you look at the underlying fundamentals, things are actually looking very positive out there, not just here in Canada, the U.S., but globally. All right. Great stuff. As always, we will catch up with you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, John. It was great talking to you today, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you again in a couple of weeks from now. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.